and welcome to the Downloadable Concept Podcast, where we're all just chilling. First up, we have Chili Con Khan, because he's warm, spicy, and kind of good for you on a cold day. It's Jeb Wrench. I have a strange feeling of deja vu. Next up, we have Iron Chill, who is a heartwarming Disney movie about having to lead a husky team to save the family's ranch. It's Fox Lee. I don't know what you're referencing, but I don't care. Give me huskies! And finally... I'm Chill Arnett, in that I make an awful substitute for Batman, but you'll laugh anyway. I think a plastic bobblehead voiced by Will Arnett is a pretty good Batman substitute, actually. I'll take it. No parents! So So that's all for Netflix and chill. (laughs) Yes, we have killed the meme. Finally. (laughs) Which one's next on our hit list? (laughs) Bad rats. So, hey, Jeb. We can't can't kill bad rats. I finally got Sabriel to play it. Yes! We can kill that meme anytime we want. Because it's ours! <laughs> well, the king of it bad a, rats. Me, bad rats is a meme well before us. <laughs> yeah, and the king of bad rats is, as we all know, a future friend. But hey, Jeb, what have you been playing these past two weeks? I actually haven't played much of anything. Uh, I played a little bit of Head of Fate. Ah, yes, the card game? It's sort of a card game. Mm. Um, the, the actual conflicts are... Uh, like a like a arena fighter action RPG sort of thing. Yeah. Where you have your equipment and whatnot that you get from your deck of cards as you go through the the stage, which is also through a series of cards that get played by the the, the deck person. I was just saying that's uh it's kind of a neat little framing mechanism for the sort of uh, like fantasy arena fighter game. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to worry too much about level desire or anything like that. And it's not the best at anything it does, really. It's not exceptional, but it's alright. So this is not to be confused with Manos the Hands of Fate, Hand of Fate Point and Click Adventure Game, or the Hand of Fate Ritual Castable at, I think, level 4? <laughs> uh, it's definitely not like Manos the Hand of Fate, the, car- the video game. Because that's very bad. Yeah. Was there a video game of that as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. goodness me! They made a nest. From the, from the, pe- from the mm. people who brought you the angry video game nerd video game. Yeah. Ah, well, that says a lot. And we're moving on. Two things I know <laughs> about Hand of Fate. The game I could talk is. more about. I could talk more about Man's the Hand of Fate, but I would have to edit. Yeah, and I. <laughs> If you're noticing a certain looseness to our style, it's because we have a very limited amount of time to do the edit this week, so we're just trying to make sure it's, you know, easy on me. Yes, Talon's promising it will be a light edit, and we all know what that means. It's not promising, it's pleading, it's begging. (laughs) Talon is resolved to the idea of it being a light edit, and we all know what that means. You can just cut that and replace my bit earlier with that, right? But no, um, Hand of Fate, the game Jeb's talking about, two things I know about it without having played it myself. Uh, The first is that it's a good example of that style of indie game where you find what you're good at and you pare your game down to just let you focus on it. That's that's good. We're good at fighting stuff in an arena and we're good at making neat looking cards. Yeah, and if that's all you're good at, then bless, make your game that. (laughs) I am... The, the obligation to include things in games ruins a lot of games. Um, I still deeply love Bionic Dews, a game I reviewed uh, almost two years ago now, because the way it handles the tutorial is it drops you in the first mission, and then there's just a bunch of text you can click through. Good luck. And one of the last things it mentions is, this isn't a very good tutorial, you'll work it out. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay, you're not good at tutorials. Let's see what else you are good at. Yes, well, we're good is- at Bionic Dews. <laughs> I, however, am not good at. Bionic I'm not Dews. good at Bionic Dews either. <laughs> but the other thing I learned I don't about don't think hand- anyone is good at Bionic Dews. <laughs> it's a matter of less bad. Uh, 
But with, with the other thing I know about Hand of Fate is it has a really interesting accessibility setting, I've heard. It has a couple of good accessibility settings. Yeah, did you want to talk about those for a sec? I did actually want to talk about those for a sec. Thank you for asking. Uh, well, first of all, um, it has, besides, it, it has uh, an option to change your player and enemy indicators from the default green and red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that you can tell a friend, you can say, oh, well, I can't distinguish these green and red indicators. I can change them. Yeah, that's so It's nice. something every game should have, period. Yep. It's not a good, it's not something you've got a lot of excuses for anymore. I wonder if that's why Fire Emblem has always had red army, blue army, instead of red army, green army. Maybe. It's unlikely, given how old it is, that they were thinking about that. Maybe. Anyway, what else does it have? It has, okay, in the... In the uh, the the card parlor, the the deck master, the the dealer, whatever you want to call, it, I can't remember what the game calls him, has a giant spider crawling around, uh-huh. and spiders not necessarily everyone's favorite thing. This has a spider on or off button. <laughs> How nice is that? Because, because I've got it a friend. It's such who's, a great thing. I've got a friend who's seriously arachnophobic, and for her. Just the ability, like, just the ability, like, the spider wouldn't be something I like, necessarily, but it wouldn't bother me, but at the same time, it's not my problem, that Mm -hmm. setting isn't for me, but it's a good setting. I really, I'm really happy to see that. And it's not like the, it's not like the spider itself has any impact on the game whatsoever, it's just there for atmosphere. Yeah. I I wish I had a cleavage window on-off button, say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Hand of Fate, pretty interesting. I would recommend you give it a shot if you're curious. I don't know how much it costs because I got it on Xbox One Game with Gold because it's yeah. it's the quote unquote free game for the first couple weeks of February. Mm-hmm. But um, if you have the opportunity, give it a shot. It's kind and neat. By the way, as a, as a little bit of a touchback, Jeb, do you remember how about this time last year you were playing Player versus Canada Simulator: The Long Dark? Oh yeah, I remember the long dark. It's actually outside right now. I, <laughs> I had... watch out for the wolves, Jeb. You well, can't keep them out. Well, that's the thing. I I heard an interesting statistic from a different podcast, which is in the past twenty four patches of the long dark, wolves have been nerfed in twenty one of them. <laughs> wolves are vicious in that game. Let me tell you. I just thought you'd appreciate that little bit of historical touch. <laughs> The Long Dark, by the way, for an early access title, is still really good. Mm. It does what it wants to do really well. It's if, one you, of the... if you like a survival game, it's really and if you like a challenging survival game... It's really interesting in that watching video of The Long Dark feels cold. Oh, yeah. I've, I've never been in that environment. I don't know what that feels like, but I watch video, and amongst all the different trappings and the atmospheric signals they've got, I feel like I'm in the cold. It's really interesting. <laughs> yes, Which well, is that, also that sounds like a great thing to play at the moment if you fucking live in Australia. <laughs> it, it's too damn hot here, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Right. I feel your pain <laughs> in a reversed mirror universe kind of way. <laughs> when this when this podcast is over, I'm going to buy you a copy of Long Dark so you can feel cold. <laughs> Actually, what's interesting, you mentioned the, the way that Long Dark feels. It doesn't look realistic at all. No, no, it's really cartoony. It's, it's, I don't know if that's necessarily the right way to phrase it, but it has these like flat colors. It's stylized. It. It's heavily yeah. stylized. Yeah. And it's God still, help but me, it still I almost compared that, it to Team Fortress 2. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not far from, but yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Is it a that little bit like a... another world? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really apt comparison. Yeah. Except, of course, this uses polygons. But yeah. 
And... Oh, I suppose well, parts of Another World did, didn't it? Yeah, because well, Shahi was flat polygons, weird... not 3D yeah. polygons. Shahi was a weird, weird art monster of the generation. <laughs> but yeah. Such a strange bag of... <laughs> Uh, what else have I played? We can just bounce to Fox. I think there was something else I wanted to talk about. We uh, can jump back to it. But I can't remember what at the moment. Was it super hot? Because <laughs> I can copy-paste in your opinion super hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually play a bit of super hot. <laughs> hey, I can copy-paste in Jeff's opinion of super hot. <laughs> really good. There. Oh, Smash Brothers. That's the thing I played. Oh. That's a game that exists. You smashed a bros. Would this be the yes. newest Smash Brothers or one of the vintage variety console that doesn't exist? It's, <laughs> well, of course it's not the one for the console that doesn't exist. I have the one that does exist. Right, right. Oh, right. How else would you play Xenoblade Chronicles X anyway? That's... It's Smash Brothers game. <laughs> That's my opinion of it. Uh, but it yeah, Smash Brothers is always quite good at being Smash Brothers, isn't it? It's very good at what it does. <laughs> I like playing as Palutena. I've played her more than anyone else in the game. I also like playing as King Dedede because he is a chufty boy. <laughs> and I identify with the chufty boy with a large hammer. I really like how King Dedede has mimetically ascended as a character. <laughs> I like the fact that King Dedede has, like, a sensual pose that he does. Yes. Oh, is he see lying on hip one? Yes. yes. It's great. That's me, IRL. I... <laughs> oh, ladies. I have this thing with the Kirby canon where it always feels a little bit to me like Kirby, Kirby and cannon. his friends. <laughs> Kirby and his friends are putting on a play for you, the player. <laughs> like they're all friends behind the scene, behind the set. And you know, and now I want a, a GBA-style Kirby game where once Kirby moves off-screen, you can see around the edges the character of, <laughs> just scrolled off, either pulling out a smoke or you know, oh yeah, cool, we're done. Or, or Having running, a coffee, maybe. Or, or, or running around the back of the level. Donuts. 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 Back in the level. <laughs> anyway, yes, sorry. Little I... model Ds who are just running, like the screen goes dark, but not not like pitch black, so you just see these model Ds running around changing the scenery. Yeah. <laughs> You could, well, you could have some who are, you know, dressed in, dressed in the black as stagehands. <laughs> little ninjas. Little ninja waddle I'm pretty sure they already have ninja waddle so, you know, that would work. All right. You got waddle for everything. What about you, Fox? Uh, what have you been playing lately? Well, I, I've been playing exactly the same things I was playing last week. I'm afraid to report I'm very dull. No, that's fine. I do have a minor correction, wherein, uh, well, not last week, last episode, uh, wherein longtime viewer of the show might recognize that I claimed there were two songs in my Vocaloid game I was playing that featured Skeletons as backing band, and I was wrong. <laughs> One of them was not, in fact, Skeletons, but strange cutout stick people who were also creepy, not actually Skeletons. We... And thus, not as good as the one with skeletons. <laughs> there you are. I apologize for the impact that my misstatement has had on gaming, and I hope you can all find it in your hearts to forgive me, and uh, I can win back your trust in the future. <laughs> I will not overpromise skeletons again. <laughs> you, Fox, Fox says that, listener, but I'm looking over at her right now, and I know, I just know, she's hiding a skeleton inside her right now. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, technically, it should be hiding three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is exceptionally funny for me. Three because... munchlag skeletons <laughs> inside the munchlags and underneath <laughs> the person suit. 
It's layers upon layers. This is How deep does this rabbit hole go? It's full of gravy. The Patriots. The mudslacks are full of gravy. Gravy. This is exceptionally funny to me because Talon is in fact referencing a player from our gaming group who made the fantastic comment when we were heading off to defeat some bandits who were accompanied by a skeleton who just looked up and quite straight said, I think you'll find most people are accompanied by skeletons. Which led to later on in that same fight, the bombastic dragonborn tank character punching a bandit in the face and yelling, Foul skeleton, come out! (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's the new thing I've been playing this week. Some excellent fourth ed sessions. (laughs) Mm, Yes. (laughs) Foul skeleton, come out is my young adult novel that's coming out next month. Awesome. Ah. You're on the hook now, Jeb. I want to read that. That sounds fucking awesome. Wait. Yeah! <laughs> I'm writing a young adult novel. The hero's name is Blood Clock Lava Axe. <laughs> oh, yes. Go the, on. The infamous game of what What names in Ravnica Block don't count as heavy metal band names. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very akin to our uh, I'll Verb Your Noun magic card game. Yes. Which I believe I eventually won with I'll Batter Your Crag on. Yes. Mm. There are a lot of good road trip style games to be had with magic cards, aren't there? <laughs> yes, yes, there are. <laughs> I mean, I understand they come with a game, but hmm. what have you been playing, Talon? So, I have played this past fortnight four things. One, I've played World of Warcraft, but that's boring, so we're just going to move on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have been playing that too, but it's boring. Yeah. What, <laughs> that what sure a- is a thing that exists. <laughs> Quite frankly, if I was paying for it, I'd be mad. <laughs> <laughs> But I was given a copy of recent indie darling metatextual hyper-aware game Kalila well. uh, by a friend who said that she was intrigued by the idea of it and was saying about it and that she wanted to see my reaction to it as unvarnished as possible. So she said, don't even like look at the store page, don't look at reviews, please just play the game and see what you think. Uh-oh. So I booted it up and it wanted my name and then it wanted my birth date and then up came the menu and I clicked on new game. And this, this twist I was not prepared for. It said, display area, NVIDIA drivers not updated, crashed the desktop, and I was left there with this amazing feeling of ennui. Oh, that's a powerful commentary on... Uh, on Expectations in games. Yeah, because yeah. of course I would expect when you press a new game to get to a new game. But because this game had already reframed my expectations of what goes into the nature of being a game and how long a game should be, I, I gotta say, I, I thought that it was a, a, a marvellous, marvellous... Uh, exploration of our expectations of media and the genre, and I give it seven piss jars out of ten. Uh, just, 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 just for reference, though, that is clearly that that opening is a ripoff of Fez. Ah, so there's there, there's hypertext. I think I broke Fox. <laughs> oh dear. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this with a little animated gif of the munchlax and trying to climb back on one another's shoulders and failing. As, as another animated gif of, of, of a bar of piss jars filling up and each piss jar fills up individually so there could be a half jar. <clears throat> I think I read that in a math book somewhere. It's like if the jar is half full and you need five liters, oh, how the- many... <laughs> How do you fill up the three liter bottle and the four liter bottle to make the five liter bottle? Team Team Fortress 2, a kid's math adventure book. (laughs) (laughs) 
I well, hang on, was that supposed to be a Team Fortress 2 reference? Okay, no, no, we'll it say wasn't. That. It wasn't meant to be a Team Fortress 2 reference. Um, but what I've okay. also played... hang on, hang on. <laughs> just what really set me off was just picturing a you know games rating site with them as the you know star rating. <laughs> <laughs> And I kind of want to have review scores now, just so we can do that. It would be wonderful. Um, one, 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 uh, one, uh, a YouTube reviewer that I generally like his work, uh, Pro Jared. His out of ten reviews are things like he gave Two Worlds two uh, a shot at from the Doctor out of ten <laughs> because it doesn't last that long and it's not really that bad. <laughs> Uh, he gave the the Blizzard classic Blood uh, Blackthorn. Oh yeah, Blackthorn! I remember Blackthorn. A no look shotgun blast behind the back out of ten. That was a <laughs> great part of that game. Right, and uh, I gave Bioshock Infinite. A, this looks like something I would have written when I was fourteen out of ten. <laughs> they abbreviated it fourteen out of ten for the quote, though. Damn it, those quote mining fucks. <laughs> But one other thing I played a little bit of in amongst all of this malarkey was Dog Sled Saga. Yay! I am not good at Dog Sled Saga, but that doesn't matter because in Dog Sled Saga, when you're not playing, you could be in your cabin playing with your dogs. I'm sorry, is there another part to the game? It's sleds. Slaying something, I don't know. No, there's not. (laughs) But... The best thing is at the start of the game, you get to recruit your first three dogs for free. And so you get to get all these amazing names being randomly generated with, amongst (laughs) others, Woofty Dreamer. Wow. I have no idea who Woofty Dreamer is, but apparently they're a very rambunctious Pomeranian. And this game is available on Steam, right? This game is available on Steam. It's very, very cute, very high quality pixel art of the dogs. Again, I'm not good at it. I can't really recommend it on a gameplay front. I'm not the kind of person who connects with its systems very well. Uh, If you're into management, if you're into sort of um, low control, uh, Um, the the mechanics... (laughs) The mechanics of the mouse, sorry, the mechanics of the race are you are able to use your mouse to unentangle the dogs, feed the dogs, and urge the dogs on or slack the dogs off. There's not actually a lot of uh, hard controls. It's not like an actual hardcore racing game. So if you're into that kind of game, give it a shot and tell me what you thought because it's not my jam, so I can't really give it a fair appraisal. All I can tell now you you're is talking it's about really the guy cute. who you're talking to the guy who like professionally reviewed out of the park baseball. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jeb, you might like Dog Sled Saga. Would you call it... Is that a, a rail racer? Is that what that would be? Almost. Like, it, you can gain and lose speed, but not by steering or anything nearly so gauche. This is this is going to sound possibly a little too inside baseball as far as, like, board game terminology goes, but it's a very Euro game kind of thing. You're not... You're not crashing into other races. They're not even visibly on the same track as you. They're in the background or in the foreground. Uh, so you're very much being isolated, and no one's messing with one another. It's just a matter of how well can you perform, and if you real if you perform your best and still don't win the race, it's probably because you messed up at the management stage between the races. So it, it is it's very much a kind of a low impact race game from what I've been able to play, but I haven't gotten very far. I was more thinking in the sense that it's a race game without a forward button, right? Yeah, like you can you can sort of rev as it were. Yeah, but. It's it's not a racer where you're like, okay, press the forward button and they turn. And, yeah. 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 
De- um, there's also a couple of very exhaustive Let's Plays on it. I'm trying to remember the name of your wonderful uh, Labyrinth made us both laugh and laugh and laugh. I unfortunately can't remember. I posted the screenshot to, to Twitter. I'm not going to go back and find it now because that would involve a whole bunch yeah. of arsing around. There are some fantastic names on that randomizer. That said, how about we do a retro gaming new? What's that? <laughs> well, we look back in history and see what was news this time a couple of years ago and we see what we remember and what's changed and if anything actually had a long-lasting impact. It's also a great chance to make everyone guess back Badly, is it Loom? It's a game huh. show! So, um, I think this might have potential to be like a recurring thing. Yeah, we could give it a shot. Sure. And now it's time for Retro Gaming News. All the news that fit to print for the month of February 2005. Brought to you by the Society for Prevention of Live Action Movie Adaptations, or Splammer! <laughs> <laughs> So, 2005, this is a bunch of games that are 11 years old. Oh no. Like my <laughs> is this going to be one of is this going to be one of those? Oh no. That's that old? There's going to be at least one instance of tie-in hell where you're not going to get the game, you're not going to get the tie-ins, just going to this bizarre moment of why the hell was made. Oh, the Drake and Josh game. <laughs> Worse. I mean, we also have in this month a game called Super Army War, which was released in <laughs> Europe as Glory Days, Essence of War. Uh-huh. Those sounds, are two very different things. Which sounds a little bit like your masturbating war. Alright, <laughs> we have a tie-in for an indie comic. Well, it's not really indie anymore, it's one of the big, non-mainstream comics. Uh, it's had multiple movies to its name. No. Uh, the, the character is a deliberately farcical, satirical, two-dimensional uh, piece of ultra-violence. Uh, this was a first-person shooter game, developed by Rebellion. Indie as in actual 13? independent from comics companies or licensed by one of their... It's not know. DC, not Marvel. And when it was growing, it was definitely an independent comic in the same vein as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but definitely not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, what were you asking, Jeb? 13? No, sadly not 13. No, this one has had two live-action movies, one very recently and one during the 90s. Constantine? No, but keep that one on your back burner. He wasn't licensed? Uh, he, he was licensed, but he was owned by DC Vertigo, and DC Vertigo is... Well, that's what, that's what I was trying to ask. Oh, like, yeah. No, no, this is not like someone's secondary housing. It's not a Fox Searchlight production, as it were. No, 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 no. This was distributed by Vivendi and published by Sierra, because Sierra still existed in 2005. Wow. Um... Its name, the, the name of the game is Name of Character, Surname of Character versus Death. Is there a Deadpool Not game then? Deadpool's Deadpool surname. Deadpool is Marvel. Mr. Pool. And, and for what it's worth. I know anything about comics. For, for what it's worth, Deadpool is a red and black. Uh, Wait, is this satirical. a Sandman? No, no, Sandman would be so much better. No, this is a Judge Dredd game. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. So it's Judge Dredd. Dredd versus Death. Yes. It was released... So many Judge Judge Dredd games. It was released at budget price. It (laughs) launched at $20 in Australia. I'm fine with that. That seems like a great idea. And it has received at the highest watermark it got was a 5 out of 10. That's less great. (laughs) It was released on the Xbox, the GameCube, the PC, and the PlayStation 2. Areas of complaints were the weak AI, lackluster graphics, bizarre character models, simplistic (laughs) gameplay. But it was praised for multiplayer and arcade mode, which was compared to Time Splitters 2. Oh, Christ. (laughs) That's a weird little roller coaster. Yeah! 
Well, everything in this game is bad, but the arcade mode reminds me of Time Splitters 2. So you get a bunch of people who like went and got this on the GameCube as a chase title for playing <laughs> with their friends. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up, we have a game with an auteur. It's oh. auteur's name presents game name. <laughs> now, uh-huh. I don't think that you're going to be able to guess the game. No offense. Um, American McGee's Alice? Returns? You are Madden so Sears? close. You got the right auteur. I was going to say, I'll uh, give it Is to this you. Bad Day LA? No. No. Um. But you are right. Al- okay, it's not, it's not, it's not Alice? Not Unfortunately, Alice. Unfortunately, I don't know any other American McGee. <sighs> yeah. It, it's one of the many American McGee presents an American McGee game American by American McGee, McGee, by McGee Productions. American McGee. Um, when I was little, I couldn't work out that that was his name. <laughs> <laughs> you I thought, look- surely he's not the only McGee in America. We need more information. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this game is Scrapland. Oh, that game was really good. Yeah, I I don't know anything about it, but it doesn't have a critical failure section in the Wikipedia <laughs> page, so it's got to be doing better than Judge Dredd. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> they don't have a critical response section, they have a critical failure. Yes! Scri- oh. scri- uh, Scrapland is a game about just... Uh, it's hard to put into words. Um, <laughs> It is kind of like a... Not really cyberpunk, more like... Robopunk? Yeah. Space future? And the characters have names that start with important letters indicating where they are in the story, and the character <laughs> who appears to be mostly about smashing stuff is named D-Tritus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a smart game. <laughs> but it but it's it is. fun. No. It's fun. Speaking of fun... Next up, we have a tactical first-person shooter video game set in a franchise universe. Those are always fun. You bring this up because it's not fun? Uh, actually, I've heard some really good first, things about this game. First, what, you say uh, first-person tactical shooter? Yep, set in a franchise universe, 2005, uses the Unreal Engine. What's the difference between t- a tactical shooter and just an FPS? A tactical shooter usually involves giving orders to intelligent AI cohorts. Oh, uh, is okay. this a rogue spear game? No, not a rogue spear game. Wrong, wrong franchise. Rainbow Six? No, no, no. Those are gritty franchises. This is not a gritty franchise. Oh, um, is this a um, is this a Lucas game? Yes, it is. It is. Is this it, armed and dangerous? No, no. Damn! It's Republic Commando. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And Republic Commando used to work <laughs> on Steam, and it kind and of owned. <laughs> It kind of did. And then the server shut down. You can still buy it on Steam, but it doesn't do anything. Because Steam is a well-curated service. Why does Steam not just have a basic rule of if your server's shut down, you can't sell the game anymore? Uh, The main mechanic of the main mechanic of Republic Commando is gathering up people and telling them to go fight for the revolution. Okay. (laughs) Go fight the resistance. It's kind of neat uh, and it's from that same lucas branch that put out armed and dangerous hello yeah yeah it's, it's, the, okay. same, it's the same group who did who did um yeah um, you're right and armed, armed and dangerous and um giant citizen kabuto yeah so basically it's a really good game with a really good pedigree and now you can't and play a it. really good personality too and it's gone but there is a game developed by the same people once LucasArts fell apart that is mm-hmm. in early access. I can't lay any promises to it. But, and this is super important to a particular category of people, when you play this new game, where I'm, I'm looking for its name in my Steam collection, 
Interstellar Marine. That's it. It's called Interstellar oh, Marines. Yeah. That team went on to make Interstellar Marines. What Interstellar a Marines. Terrible name. Interstellar Marines to compensate for the lack of art assets and lack of work they had they, they had to do because it's early access indie kind of style title. They had the framing device that you're all slightly crap in this slightly <laughs> underfunded universe. And you're being bossed around by an AI that's like, yes, this is totally the mission. Yeah, that's what I wanted you to do. The voice of this AI is one of their level developers, who is also one of the level developers for System Shock 2. Mm-hmm. She's the voice of Shodan. <laughs> so yep. if you want to play a team-based <laughs> FPS where Shodan is whispering in your ear and amongst other and things calling you, around. you a bad girl, just saying that game exists. I am pretty sure there is a significant portion of people we know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, try not to swamp Shodan team, whispering in their ear that they're a bad girl <laughs> is kind of their thing. Yes. <laughs> Listed in their OK Cupid profile. <laughs> it is literally the first thing. <laughs> but well, yes. Craig's, the Craigslist ad just says looking for Shodan <laughs> to whisper I'm a bad you're a bad girl in my ear. <laughs> Well, well, now my little bit of inspiration that I got from that seems pale in comparison. Yeah. But, uh, well, see, I heard Instacellar Marines, and I'm thinking uh, they're probably pussyfooting around, straight up calling a game Space Marine. And I thought, <laughs> how can I mince that into something else? Space Marine. Space Marino. <laughs> Space Marino is my favorite football game. Angry sheep. <laughs> Angry sheep in space with guns. All right. So now. We have a Namco port. Uh-oh. Wait, was this a Namco port that was designed originally for the PC or no? No, this is not PC. So it's bad. This is not a PC thing at all. This is a Namco <sighs> port of a game about serious topics of war and of the people who make war and of the warring soldiers in war ported to the Game Boy Advance <laughs> with a PG rating. Is this an Advance Wars title? Yes, it is. No, 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 no not Advance, Advance Wars. Wars is in Capcom. No, sorry, you're, you're right. My sorry, brain... wait, you said Namco? Capcom. It's Namco, but Namco. my brain misfired because Advance is in the title. Because it's a Game Boy Advance, of course. Uh. Yeah, ooh, that was a good word for adapting titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was harder for people to work with 3D, I must say. Uh, in the year 2032, globalization has blurred the borders between countries and multinational corporations have become worldwide economic superpowers. General Resources Limited, one of these superpowers, has used a state-of-the-art military equipment <laughs> oh, and their air strike name. force to destroy anybody who could potentially pose a threat to their superiority. A new international military is required to fight back, spearheaded by an elite fighter squadron called the United Air Defense. As their newest pilot, you must help your squadron destroy the ASF and bring the general resources <laughs> limited to their knees. You know what? You uh, what was it United Air Force Defense yeah. spells? You Wait, what? <laughs> yes, Jeff. Is this made by Namco or published by? Namco? Published by Namco. Any- it's made by HumanSoft. Part, oh, okay. Part of a big franchise, in fact. Does war appear in the title? No, but a synonym for war does. Well, not war in the big scale thing. Basically, um, a fight word. Like something battle advance? No, no. It's ace combat advance. Oh, this is ace, ace combat. combat. Yes. All right, fair enough. All right, let's pitch one straight yeah, they over. they have pretty terrible names. Let's pitch one straight through to Fox's area. I just want to say General Resources. He has a terrible name and he should think about changing that. <laughs> I just I couldn't respect that no matter how many stars. Especially with a surname like Limited. Um, so, it's a mascot platform game. Uh, originally released in Japan on the Game Boy Advance. It's published by Namco. Wow, Namco were busy this month. Is this Klonoa? Mm-hmm. It's a Klonoa. Mm. If it's on the Game Boy Advance, it's Empire of Dreams. Nope. 
What? It's Klonoa 2 Dream Champ Tournament. They ported Klonoa 2 to... You said Game Boy Advance, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at the box cover where there's Klonoa. Damn, I get my hands on this. Who's doing a cute pose and holding up two fingers and being happy and smiley. And behind him there is this just incredibly bored looking fox with a gun. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the cool guy from Klonoa. Oh, I see. I forget his name. His name is Cool Guy. <laughs> it might as well be Cool Guy. By the way, I, I love this. I love that the, the Wikipedia page for this has worlds as an entry, and there's Jungle Express over a desert, Desert East, South Resort, and Castle. Mm-hmm. Just The natural biomes of any planet. Yeah, cl- classical video game stuff. All right, we have a Nintendo franchise game. On a Nintendo platform, to no one's great surprise. This also has the word assault in it, because Christ! And this is also a Namco Star game! Star Fox Assault? Yes, it's Star oh. Fox Assault, and it's developed Wait. by Namco. Oh. Huh. What the fuck? That's interesting. I did Namco, not know you've Nam- been busy. Namco did so much shit this month. You gotta throw it at the wall if you're gonna see what sticks. <laughs> uh, yes. Assault returns there's to the... Still st- a, there's still a long ways for making anything relevant. Yeah, the previous game was Star Fox Adventures. <clears throat> so I like Star Fox Adventures. I, I have some friends who really love Star Fox Adventures. I've never played it myself. Alright, next up, we have, not developed by Namco, a Nintendo <laughs> published game, uh, which was to show off the new hardware capabilities of their newest platform. Twilight Princess on the, the thing? Nope. Twilight <laughs> Princess on the thing. <laughs> How about the fact... <laughs> that this game was released in Japan in December 2004, and it came to North America in February 2005, almost as if coinciding with a hardware release that was very new. Not quite a launch title, but certainly up there. Along with other titles like Kirby, Canvas Curse, Nintendogs, and Metroid Prime Hunters. Oh, so this is this a, a DS game. This is a DS game, one of the first. Mm. Didn't you Super Mario Brothers release early in that cycle? Nope. It didn't. Did it? No. Nope, nope, nope. This is a, this is a very this is almost an opposite of a Super Mario game. It's uh, Dark Fox. No, it, DS. It's it's a Wario game. Oh, oh, it's a WarioWare. Yeah, WarioWare touched. Oh no, I, yeah, I can never remember which one's which. Please touch your Wario. All right, now a moment of silence, if you will, for THQ. They tried. You know what THQ spells? Oh, I. Uh, last check it was Toy Headquarters, which I thought was honestly a pretty cool name for a, for a game company. Thick. Thick, yeah. Uh, but God bless them, they tried. Thick one. This is a tie-in by THQ with a Warner Brothers movie that was itself a tie-in for a comic book. Is it their god-awful X-Men game? No. Ah. They did do a god-awful X-Men game, didn't they? Probably. THQ did a lot of stuff to pay the bills. <laughs> The GameCube and GBA versions of this game got cancelled, but not the ports Ah! to PlayStation 2, Xbox, and mobile phone game. (laughs) It's saying that it was ported to the platform mobile phone game. game? So, Warner Brothers, comic book. Yep. That's... If it's not that, does it have to DC? It... Well, that's the thing. DC owns the comic book. Constantine? It is the Constantine game. God. It is the Constantine game in which... John Constantine. All I know about the Constantine game is that it exists. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get on my hobby horse about the Constantine movie too much at this moment, but Hellblazer, the comic it's based on, centers around a British working class bisexual man. Constantine, the movie, focuses on upper class Keanu Reeves from Boston. 
Same thing, really. Well, the alternative was getting Keanu Reeves to do a British accent, which ah! we have evidence is a very bad idea. Yeah, okay, okay, moving on, moving on. <laughs> His best movie is already Could have gotten much. somebody who wasn't. You know, yeah, I mean, you could have hired Reeves. someone else, but, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that wouldn't be very does, matrixy. Does, does England have actors? The world may never know. <laughs> Alright, no here's a game where I'm going to give you its subtitle, and if you can get the game from, I'll Ooh, be impressed. We're ready. Genetz von Gut und Bose. Oh, oh, don't, fuck, I uh, sold a copy of this. Holy crap, both of you. Yeah, that's the one. It's Xenosaga episode two. Damn. You were so close, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and for, I will still count it. Yeah, and for those of us who've done university courses, you know, Genset Sports Force is beyond good and evil from uh, Nietzsche's Lalo. And the, the first one was Darfield Zermacht. The first one was Darfield Zermacht, which is the will, of the, the mind of the machine, or the will of the machine? I, yeah, I think, I think it's the mind of the I think, machine. I think it'll let loose translation, the mind of the machine or something. Yeah, well, inexact, in, inexact translations into English, because ours is not a good language for that sort of thing. If the listener speaks German, they should feel free to yell at us about how to actually pronounce and or translate these phrases. That said, according to reviews, this game was, quote, a dropped ball of Devil May Cry 2 proportions, end quote, which tells me almost nothing except that the person in question isn't very good at making similes. <laughs> well, see, that could either be... Well, no, that is a pretty <laughs> bo- that is a pretty clear statement. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well Devil May Cry did. I choose... Devil May Cry was great. You said Devil May Cry Devil 2. May cr- uh-huh. Yeah. So two Devil was... May Cry was great. Devil May Cry 2, we don't want to talk about it? Devil May Cry was great. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> See. Devil May Cry 3 was great. I choose to interpret dropped ball as in a testicle finally making its way into the squirtle sack. <laughs> so. Devil May Cry was great. Devil May Cry 3 was great. I don't know why they decided to call the second one Devil May Cry 3. Oh my. This happens a lot, doesn't it? I mean, Zelda yeah. did the same thing, I think. <laughs> and and Bioshock 2 was really weird, because why did they never make another one? Why'd they never make a first one? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Alright, we have Pros... You know what? Fuck it. This is... Oh, uh, by the way, no. uh, Xenosaga. Yes? I actually kind of liked what I could play of the first one. I rented it once, and about eight hours in, the disc was ruined. Oh no! Oh. So it just kept freezing. Poor Jeb. And I always gosh. wanted to play it more, but never got the chance. And that was that strange, unfortunate period of time when episodic gaming was uh. a concept, but the, the JRPG makers who were getting into the episodic gaming thing decided that each episode should be a full price title. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, Xenosaga called them episode one, two, three, but they were just straight up so three d- games, right? Yeah, but in order to do the whole story... There's a lot of filler in those games. Uh, the dot, the dot hat games were the same way. Oh, Wait a no. minute, they were. There's a lot of filler for a JRPG <laughs> on the PS2. Oh dear God! But now multiply it three times. This game is a packing peanut made out of packing peanuts. Oh. For Xenosaga, multiply it three times. Holy shit! For dot hack, multiply it four times. I quite like the Dot Hack games, by the way. I was just going to say, I really like the character designs from Dot Hack. They're done by Yushin Sadamon. Character designer for Evangelion, which oh. is pretty much mm-hmm. where I learned to draw anime. That and Pokemon. Lovely. I, this is relevant to nothing. I just, I dig that guy's work. Yeah. Dot, Dot Hack is good. So. Great music, too. I'm going to go so far as to say that this is not a racing game. This is the racing game when it comes to consoles. Arcade or simulation? Oh, uh, this is... 
It's it, you know what it has a reputation as being fairly simulationy. Uh, they've been talking about making the cars even more realistic. Oh, it's the Ridge Racer. Gran Turismo three. This is Gran Turismo. Oh, Gran Turismo four. Damn four. Well, you know, close enough. Really, four came out this at this time. Four came out in February two thousand and five. Huh. Yeah. Earlier than I thought before. Yeah. Speaking of things with numbers on the end, <laughs> this is a Capcom game. Do, should I say something about Gran Turismo? Oh, but by all means, please do. Nope. <laughs> they're they're fantastic. Uh, they are impeccably detailed simulations of racing. If you like cars, Gran Turismo is going to be a th- something that really appeals to you. If you aren't into the fine details of how your car behaves, <laughs> avoid. <laughs> because you're not going to care about the camber. Yeah. <laughs> or you're not going to care about the spoiler angle in order to get... In order to save, shave off literally thousandths of a second in order to qualify better. And these games go so far as to make you earn licenses to compete. You have to prove that you can actually drive a racing car properly before you can start racing. That's amazing. They're really hard. <laughs> I recognize the word spoiler. <laughs> I know what that is in the context of a car, even. She was Robin's girlfriend in Batman for a while, right? Yeah. No, you lost me again. Cool. So, am I right about Ridge Racer being uh, trying to be the hyper-realistic thing as well, or is it... Ridge Racer is very arcadey. Okay. Ridge Ridge Racer is fully at the scenery. Um, The best Western... Sorry, the best PC version I can think of the same thing is Screamer. Uh, Or Stunts. Stunts is a very arcadey. Oh, I thought you were... Wait, when when you say Stunts, I'm thinking of something from, like, the mid-early 90s. It's the last (laughs) driving game I know Fox played. What? I've never heard of it. Oh, okay, never mind me. The last driving game Fox played is... Okami. Were you driving a dog? Uh, Wacky Wheels? (laughs) Wacky Wheels owns. Was that the Epic Mega Games one with the furries? Yeah, the one with all the animals. Yeah, they're blatantly trying to do Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the dope fish is in it hiding. It's 3D, you guys. It's totally 3D and stuff. (laughs) All right. Can can we take a minute to talk about stunts? Because that game was great. (laughs) (laughs) Stunts fucking owned. Came out in, like, what, 92? I'm remembering, like, 88. Let me look it up. (sighs) Jeff Kremen's stunts. Stunt Car Racer by Jeff Kremen. You guys didn't even have the name right. Jesus. Ooh. Yeah, no, I haven't played that. That was before I had access to a computer. <laughs> yeah. It was a beautiful creature of a game. This is possibly one of the most pirated English language <laughs> games in history. <laughs> Do you know so this from fun. the floppy disks with the handwritten label on them by yeah. any chance? I sh- I sure do. <laughs> and the- I remember you, you can, it had like a track editor, and it had a bunch of different kind of cars you could oh, drive. Okay. And it had FM, and it had photo captures of three frames of animation of each of the drivers, <laughs> which included a girl driver named Helen Wheels. <laughs> and all the drivers had a personality quirk, including the skid vicious was just faster than everything but Helen's was that if she was losing and she was close to you she'd crash into you <laughs> and wreck you <laughs> she didn't take losing well <laughs> it's an astonishingly bloodthirsty professional racer fucking <laughs> awesome game anyways yes, anyway so we have a game with Alpha Plus being old <laughs> we have a game whose name in Japanese is a magnificent sprawling mass of katakana that's incredible. <laughs> uh, That's actually what it's called. No, but 
It you is. Can you pass this to me so I can read it in English? Uh, no, because I can't read the katakana. Oh, then not actually. It's not in Romanji. It's no, wow. It's all in katakana. This massive sprawl. Uh, it's a two D competitive game. Uh-huh. It's a fighting game by Capcom. Originally released in the arcades in 1999, ported to the Dreamcast, PlayStation Two, and the Xbox. Dreamcast. Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom, Capcom Two. No. No, no, no. Uh, okay, hold on. Uh, no. Darkstalkers? I couldn't be right if it was in arcades. No, think think main. Think think the big show. Super Street Fighter 2 Alpha 3? At, at this point, getting the ridiculous subtitling of this is not going to happen, <laughs> so it's Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, Fighter for the Future. Uh, and that's... That, I have never played a single Street Fighter 3 game. I think and, you mean soft. And in Japanese... The entire title is on the arcade cabinets in full katakana. <laughs> That's beautiful. That anyway. Well, I, I guess it I would be. I don't know anybody who has ever played a Street Fighter three. <laughs> I know lots of friends who played Street Fighter four and like think it's really really good. I like Street Fighter four. I've played Street Fighter. 4. Yeah, I've heard it's a great game. Uh, I've never known anybody who's played Street Fighter three. <laughs> well, here we are. I know lots of obviously. I know lots of people who play Street Fighter two because. Everybody had played Street Fighter 2 when I was a kid. Alright, now, I can't help but notice it's a bit dark here. I fear we've reached the bottom of the barrel. And before you, there are two incredibly <laughs> weird tie-ins and one very well-regarded tie-in. So let's start with the game that's named after a book it's not a tie-in to. This game... Beyond Good and Evil? Nope, nope. <laughs> this game... I would have been a guess, though. Heart of Darkness. There is no way you're going to guess this one, alright? I am... Sure that you have not played this. Have game. I ever heard of the book? You have heard of the author of the book. He oh is held Christ. in incredibly high regard. He died in our lifetimes. Very important science fiction author. All right. The book is responsible for the word Grenfalloon, which doesn't mean anything at all. Certainly not to me. All right. Is, did Douglas did Adams Heinlein? die in our lifetime? Sorry, Douglas Adams did die in our lifetime. He did die in our lifetime. Not Douglas it's Adams. Not him. No. Is it Heinlein? No, not Heinlein. Heinlein alive? No. Did, Kurt uh, Vonnegut. Colin Ellison is still alive. Yeah. Cat's Cradle. Oh, Vonnegut. You've got the right book. It's not the. It, it's not called Cat's Cradle, but it's named after a major plot point in that book. Okay, we're um, definitely in the weeds now. Yeah. Um. The game um, is called Ice Nine. It's. I have heard of this. That, game. Oh, hang on. That's a. It's a like a chemical combat or something. That's. It's, supposed it's a form to be, of water. Yeah. That, that freezes at yeah. room temperature. Yeah. It, it's the apocalypse in a jar. Yep. It's a tie-in. The game Ice Nine is a tie-in, but not a tie-in to <laughs> not a tie-in to Cat's Cradle. Cat's Cradle. What's it a tie-in? The 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 American spy movie The Recruit with Al Chapino. Chapino. Al Pacino. With Al Pacino's and Colin Farrell. personally chosen friend. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, what the hell am I hearing? <sighs> a game, uh, uh, they, they made a movie called The Recruit. It has nothing to do with Kurt Vonnegut. Nothing to do with him at all. They made a tie-in video game, which kind of looks like a fan mod for No One Lives Forever, but bad. <laughs> And they called it Ice Nine, <laughs> just in case. This and wasn't it's... even like a development hell thing. This wasn't they were originally no! going to make a Cat's Cradle based movie. It was originally go- no, no. It was originally going to be explicitly called The Recruit. Right, that would make sense. The 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 licensing that would fell be a through. kind of thing you would want to name your it, well, yeah your tie-in game should yeah. maybe be tied into the title of your property. The licensing fell through. 
So they <laughs> tried they, to do it with... They couldn't sign on the hot property that was the, the recruit. recruit starring Al Pacino and Colin Farrell. They couldn't get that tie-in, but they couldn't do rewrites, so they just changed <laughs> names like Tim Carter to... Is now... Tom Carter. Tim Tartar. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Carter, but that's even better. And they are now hunting, instead of the, the, the property in the movie, they are now hunting the computer virus... Ice Nine, and this ah. is this is an FPS on the GBA, oh. which runs on a slightly a gruntier version of the build engine. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, no! Wow! No. So, oh no! Oh no! That exists. We found our oh no moment. Now, oh, no. now, here's a game that you're not going to guess what it is. Again, it's just so far out of field, but it has a beautiful description on Wikipedia. Blank is an action-adventure video game in the action-adventure genre. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like This sounds like a description I'm making fun of. Released in 2005, published by Ubisoft and Disney Interactive. <laughs> For? The GameCube. So this was a Disney property tie-in? Yes, it was. It got a rating E for everyone. Uh, what was going on in that era? What was going on in 2005? Action Adventure? Action Adventure. Uh, oh no, that was an N64 title. Blank and Blank take a walk in the blank. Along the way, Blank complains that he is hungry. Blank tells Blank to think of something else. It's a poo tie-in! Yes, it is! It's a fucking Winnie oh, the Pooh wow. GameCube game! Called, Holy shit! Called Winnie the Pooh's Rumbly Tumbly Adventure. No! <laughs> Which is an action adventure video game in the action. Incoming let's genre. play idea. Oh yeah, that sounds like a good one. We still got a working GameCube. And, and it's, it, it looks charming as heck. It doesn't look like it's a particularly bad game, but really? Well, well. <laughs> Ubisoft. Uh. I'd, I'd like to see how they put action adventure into Winnie the Pooh, a series that features no action. <clears throat> Uh, the game is aimed towards young children, has three different mode. Birthday You're Adventure, kidding. Junior Mode, and Multiplayer Games. Junior Mode? Birthday Adventures <laughs> is basically story what mode. What are you, a fetus at that point? While Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh take an adventure in the woods, Pooh starts to feel hungry. Christopher Robin tells Pooh to recall happy memories. Pooh thinks this is a good idea, and he therefore does so. Wait, 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 wait. It's like, oh, wait. It's like, you're fucking hungry, bear, huh? Fuck you. <laughs> Think of something Think else. Think of something else. <laughs> Listener, you should try this on real fast. Junior mode is even for younger children, and there's no objectives. <laughs> yes. And multiplayer game allows you to play mini games. <laughs> That's how that sentence ends. So, so we're all gonna what, play uh, what mini tier games. of Patreon goal is this for us? So let's play it. Now here's the beautiful thing I didn't catch at first. <laughs> Man, fuck that. I'd play this for 20 bucks and a Coke. <laughs> yes, this did come out on the GameCube, but it also came out on the PS2 and the Game Boy Advance. Nice. <laughs> and the voice acting. Hi there, Jim Cummings. How you doing? <laughs> Perfect. I'm the guy they get to substitute for every voice actor they couldn't get for this. Which is weird, because for the narrator, David Ogden Steers. <laughs> Actually, I think Jim Cummings is standard voice for tickets. So yeah, and when he's, he's probably not. So, it's the yep. same now as well. Yeah, I remember the dude who did his voice originally. Yeah, and and just that you know we've got David Ogden Steers. Hey, I just imagine how that went. Hey, David. Yeah, you busy? Not especially. <laughs> <laughs> 
Calvin. Well, Jim Cummings has as the vocal, you know, his voice is the equivalent of plasticine, essentially. Yeah, yeah, he's been everything. He's an amazing impression. And now we have the critically hailed Darling down here in the dark depths of this year. The game that came out when all the all the reviewers were sitting going, eh, it's February, there's not a lot going on right now. Oh, oh, what's this? Oh, oh, this is a problem. You said this was a tie-in too, didn't you? This was a tie-in. This is a franchise game. It's a franchise we've even discussed already today. So a rare, successful franchise tie-in. And it's a sequel. And it's a sequel. Oh, dear. Yeah. Wait. Not quite as good as it could have been, but this game won a lot of Game of the Year awards and it won a lot of characters. Spider-Man 2. No. Fuck. Let's talk consoles. Handheld or home? Uh... Uh, oh, it went on. It was platforms were Xbox, Windows, OS X, and Linux. Oh, this oh. game. This game was not expected to be the smash hit of its franchise this year. The other game we've already discussed was. I fucking forgot what we talked about before. Yeah. So it's the other Winnie the Pooh game, right? <laughs> this game had to license material from Wizards of the Coast. Um, it's a tie-in to what? I mean, they... Star Wars. Oh, Christ. I have no idea what Star Wars games have been on iOS and... Say iOS and Android or... No, 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 no. It's been on OS X. Oh, oh, oh. Mac and Actual Linux. release for the Mac and Linux operating system. Holy shit. Yes. Those don't happen. It's... Oh, KOTOR. KOTOR 2. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. The Sith Lords, which was a game that, according to its lead developer, was about 70% done at launch. <laughs> and is still in the book. 1,001 video games you must play before you die, and where one of the main party members is considered one of the best game characters created in this year. Is that the droid? No. Okay. That droid was in the previous game anyway. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, Bioware's uh, KOTOR games and Old Repu- Knights of the Old Republic 2 is regarded as being awfully good. You can see why they thought they could make an MMO work based on that uh, era. Yeah. Of course, the Wikipedia page does what every Star Wars-related Wikipedia page does. Uh, Spirals into Edit Wars. To... Yeah, and it's got... And it's, minutiae. It's got a page worth of references. <laughs> it's got 53 references on the main page, which is effectively a, a, a entry that's meant to just say, this game came out, it got this kind of reaction. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was... Well, to be fair, KOTOR 2 did get a lot of varied reactions. It did. It did. Because... It wasn't fucking finished. Yeah. And it was kind of a mess. Yeah, it really was. Like all the best Bioware game. Well, that's all for this week's downloadable concept podcast. Thank you for joining us, listener. As always, that's been Talon. Did you say podcast? Podcast? <laughs> Maybe? Podcast. podcast! Just edit that bit in, Talon. Just dub me over myself. Fuck You're good at that. You. <laughs> that's been Jeb. And that's been Fox. In space, nobody can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.